And so you see these three persons. They have the arrow. Everybody has his fashion that he that he plays, but one God. I realized we, we also saw that Christian, a Christian is one who has a fellowship with God, the one who is connected with Jesus Christ. We also said that a Christian is one who portrays the image and the behavior of Christ. One who portrays the image and the behavior of Christ, which simply means that the one whose, whose life or whose behavior is just like Christ. We also saw that a Christian is one who believes and has faith in Christ Jesus. You can never be a Christian without having faith in Christ Jesus. You can never be a Christian without believing in Christ. Because already the, the name Christian is you living a Christ-like life. And so if I am called Dazi, if my father have given me Dazi, and I say that that Dazi is not my name, then obviously I'm not, I'll take that Dazi out and use a different name. And so, so far as you said you are a Christian, so far as you have believed in Christ, that is why you are called a Christian. And so a Christian is someone who have to believe and have faith in Christ. And we also find, or we also saw that a Christian is one whose character, talk, life, attitude is just like Christ. We also saw that a Christian is one who says whether he lives or he dies, he dies for Christ or it's all about Christ. Now, a Christian is one who believes in the teaching, the life teaching, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. A Christian is one who believes in the life teachings, who believes in the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. Amen. He believes in the teaching of Christ. He believes in the life teachings of Christ. He believes in the death of Christ. He believes in the resurrection of Christ. Amen. We have so many churches. Some believe that Christ came, yes. But Christ did not die. Hello. We have some Christians or some churches who believe that Christ just went to heaven. He didn't die. We have some Christians who also believe that yes, Christ never resurrected. So what do you believe? As a Christian, what do you believe? Do you believe in the life teachings of Christ? Life teachings which is when Christ came, what he did, the miracles that he did, the things that he taught. Do you believe in it? Do you believe that Christ died? And on the third day, he rose again. That's the resurrection. A Christian is one who has received salvation. 
A Christian is one who has received salvation. Because you believe in the teachings of Christ, because you believe in the death of Christ, because you believe in the resurrection of Christ, and you have faith in Him, is one who has received salvation. A Christian is one who believes that Jesus Christ is the Savior. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior? Or there is another Savior that we are expecting? Hello? Do you believe that Christ is the Savior of mankind? Or you believe that your parents are the saviors that you know. Or your pastor is the savior that you know. And so people put their hope and their trust in men. They put their hope in their pastors. And the people cry and say, Oh, I saw with my jin kwao. I saw with my nyanwa. The pastor is fighting for his salvation. I am fighting for my salvation. How can you tell me that I'm your savior? Hello. So a Christian is one who believes that Jesus Christ is the savior. And so nothing moves that person. His attention or her attention is towards Christ, who is the Savior of mankind. Don't be deceived that there's another Savior coming. The only Savior that we know is Jesus Christ. And yes, He will come. He's preparing to come. But because me and you, we have a connection with him. Because me and you, we believe in him. Because me and you, we have faith in him. Because me and you, we are in Christ. He says, if you abide in me and me in you. You see, if you abide in me and me in you. So what Amen. So that is the savior of mankind. He came to save us from sin. He came to redeem us from sins. He came to take us from that bondage of the enemy. Now, who is a youth? I've moved from a Christian. Now I'm coming to talk about youth. Who is a youth? Who is a youth? There are various definitions that people use to define youth. But I want to say that a youth or the youth is the period between childhood and adulthood age. Alright? That period between childhood and adulthood is a youth. Somebody can tell me that a youth starts from 18 to 35 or 40. Well, that is your definition. But definitely, it's a, a, the period between childhood 
and adulthood. A 10-year person or young man can say that I am a youth, right? Because he feels like he's a youth, right? Somebody who is 35 says I'm a youth. Why? Because he feels like he's a youth. And so the period between childhood and adulthood is the youth stage. A youth is considered a period of transition from childhood to adulthood. Most times we call them teenagers. Most times we call them teenagers. Teenagers to adulthood, even though there is no defined age barriers. There is no defined age barriers. And so, in our setting, Zion, we are looking at the youth age between 13 and 35. Right? And so, if someone is 13 years, we say that person is a youth. That is what we have defined, youth. So, 13 to 35, we said, this is the youth stage. You go to a different church, they said, from 15 to 40, or 15 to 35, they have also defined their youth stage. Alright? And so, we don't have any specific, uh, how do I call it? Defined age barrier. And so, that is why I said, it's the period between childhood and adulthood. So that wherever you find yourself, whatever stage you find yourself, whether you are 10, 20, 15 years, and you feel like you are a youth, you are a youth. You see, the moment you psych your mind that I am a youth, I'm a youth. All right? The moment you psych your mind, Somebody who gets married at the age of 25 and the person says, Mabru youth. And so when you call for youth meetings, he feels like he has given birth to one, so he's not a youth. Because he's married, or she's married, and he has given birth. And so she's not a youth. That is her definition. That is her mind. Her mentality says, I am not a youth. I am now a mother, so I belong to the women's fellowship. Well, you can't force the person. Even though you see, you, you see that no, Charlie, Akre or your youth or say Darby, what can you do? That is what he or she has defined. Amen. Are we are we are we learning something? Are we learning something? I know sometimes me, I'm not I'm not surprised that somebody thirty years. Why wouldn't you say this person? We grew up together. We did so many things together. Come for youth meeting and you will not come. Well, this is fine. That is fine. That's fine by me. Right? So we don't force people to become youth. <laughs> Hello. Are we here? And so, anyone can be a youth if only he or she want to. Anyone can be a youth if only he or she want to be a youth youth ministry is a ministry now we direct we are moving we are climbing up we have found we have defined christian christian we have seen who is a youth now we are talking about youth ministry 
Youth ministry is a ministry where a good effort is made by parents, guidance, pastors to educate, counsel, teach, nature, nature, young people to know their gifts, graces, and how to function in the church of God. It's a long definition, right? Right? I will take it one by one. <laughs> what is a youth ministry? We have found who is a Christian. We have found who is a youth. Now there is a youth ministry. A youth ministry whereby an effort, a good effort is being put into it. And that good effort doesn't come by only the local youth director, but that good effort, we see the play of the parents. So a parent is involved, a guidance is involved, a pastor is involved, a teacher is involved. Alright? And so youth ministry is not only Yimadazi who can be a youth minister or who can build a youth ministry. Your parents also contribute to the ministry. The pastor contributes to the ministry. The teacher contributes to the ministry. And so it's not one person affair. Youth ministry is a ministry where a good effort is made. And so you go to other churches, you go to different churches, or even in our Zion churches, that some people, they don't have it as a ministry. Let's look at our youth ministry now, and let's look at Zikodesh uh, Lighthouse, right? What is the difference? Is there? Richard, Lighthouse and Kodesh, Lighthouse. What is the difference between the Lighthouse Youth Ministry and the Zion Youth Ministry? There's a difference, right? Why? Because they have defined, they said their church is a youth church. You get, so when you go to this uh, love church, the one at First Love, how many have, you, you have been there before, right? You have seen the youth. When you go there, it's all about youth. They have defined it as this is youth church. So they are doing youth ministry. Serious one. Hello. But do you see that in our church? Have we defined youth ministry that this is youth ministry? Like in the Ayabe's church, this is youth service. Where are the youth? You get it? Because we don't understand the ministry. If we understand the ministry, a parent will allow their children to come to youth ministry or youth service. Why? Because this is service is for you. Hello. Is it coming clear? Alright. It's coming a little, right? It is war. 
And so we did some survey. We, I'm, I'm talking about the first lab because we did some survey at school. And what we did, we interviewed them. Actually, some of us went there to interview them. Some of us went to, some people went to Zion Church. Some went to Presby. Some went to Anglican. Some went to Methodist and EP. I mean, this is the four, when you come to Trinity, there's these five uh, churches. They, 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 they are, how do you call it? They are, the, they, they, they are Trinity. Let's take it like that. Trinity belongs to them, right? And so these sponsoring churches, we went out to ask questions. And we're divided into so many groups. I actually went to EP. And the information that we gathered from all these churches, from Zion, Methodist, EP, Anglican, and Praise uh, Be, we realized that we are actually not doing youth ministry compared to the first love church. Hello? Because we have a church whereby the youth are not encouraged, the youth are not motivated, the youth are not educated more about the things of God. And we also have a, we are in a church whereby even you put more effort to educate them, but the youth says they will not take it. So you can't blame the church that much. You can't blame the youth that much. So we are hanging somewhere. Alright? You go to a church and the pastor has, is devoted to teach. To lead the youth. To build the youth. A very vibrant youth. But the youth says, I will not. Me 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 so the organized program is it out in that you want to go yes let's go you organize it but they will not come is it praise and worship you see it outside you organize it they will not come hello are we are we here and so youth ministry is is a difficult thing that is why i said Youth ministry is a ministry where a good effort is made by parents. Because if the parent is not involved, me as a pastor, I will do my own. But you get it. So a conscious effort, a good effort is made by parents, pastors, teachers, to one, educate, counsel, teach nature young people to know their gifts and so if I teach you I educate you to know your gifts and your graces that you have you'll be able to function well amen if I teach you to know your gifts and your graces I believe that some of us here we evangelists. Some know that they evangelists, but I want to mean call outside. So those people need encouragement. Some people know that they have the prophetic gifts, but because when we come to morning service like this, you can't do your prophetic things. So he's dormant, or she's dormant, right? But when we educate these set people, 
We teach them. We, we counsel them. We nurture them. They will come out and use their gifts and their graces that God has given unto us. Let's read some scriptures. Let's read scriptures. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. Alright? 1 says, Don't let the excitement of you cause you to forget your creator. Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say, Life is not pleasant anymore. Don't let the excitement of your youth in the youth state there are so many excitement there are so many things that comes our way we are excited about everything the Bible says don't let that excitement get deep inside you honor him in your youthful or in your youth before you grow old and say life is not pleasant anymore remember him before light of the sun moon and stars is dim to your old eyes to your old eyes you get it and so the bible is talking to us about how youth we can bring our graces our gifts to do the things of God. What kind of graces do you have? And so we have youth who says, Pastor Crow, you see me. Pastor Crow, when I come to church, the pastor doesn't use me, yes? The pastor doesn't give me chance to pray. The pastor doesn't give me chance to preach. Have you tried it in your home? Have you tried it when you come for youth meetings? Have you tried it in your schools? Honor him. Honor him. So the other version says, remember your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come. Right? And yes, I know are you remembering your creator? Do you actually know your creator? And so Christian youth is one who knows his God. It's one who believes in his God. It's one who remembers his God. And he says, anything that God you have placed in me, I'm ready to use to build your kingdom. A Christian youth is one who is devoted to the things of God. 
A Christian youth says that I would die for the kingdom's sake. A Christian youth doesn't know or doesn't know any kind of excuse. Whether rain or shine, he says, I will go. Who are you? Are you sure you're a Christian youth? Or you're a youth? Who are you? So when you look at Timothy, when you go to Timothy, First Timothy, let's read 11. and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in love, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Let me get another version. Have you opened First Timothy? Any other version? First Timothy chapter 4 verse 11. Has anyone opened First Timothy chapter 4 verse 11? Uh-huh. All right. That is carry on. So Paul was telling Timothy that don't let anyone look down on you. No one should despise your youth. Instead, you should be an example to the believers in speech. And so we have youth in our church who says, because the Bible says, we should not allow anyone to look down on us. And so when you come to church, and you that's wrong and the pastor talk about it or your leader talks about it he says you are looking down on me is that what the bible says so we have so many youth when they do wrong and you say it or see mejaya sorry no i am going somewhere because pastor have spoken against me is that what the bible says don't let anyone despise your youth yes it says that in your youth there is something that Something, something in you. There's some grace in you. There's some, some strength in you. And one day be wamu, eh? And one day be wamu. Them and one day say when you see it, them in bria. When you grow old, you can't use it. He said, don't want, don't let anyone despise your youth. Don't let anyone look down on you on your youthful age, because there's some special thing that God has put in you. Hello. So, Pastor says today you are not singing. So, for a giant, sorry. And I'm Monty, Monty Bida. Oh, yeah, Monty Timboa. Who be beside the Anna Dene? I see also. I came to church, cry, Massorino, Massorino, Monsranipa. It's a giant, sorry. 
Hey, now one, one on sound. It's good with visits, right? It's good we do the visitation and stuff. But how many times have you even called someone also to find out how are you doing? You don't do it. Because Hello. Paul was encouraging Timothy. Because at a stage, Timothy was very vibrant. Timothy at, at the early stage, 16, 17, 18, he was more or less like a bishop. And so in that stage, people might be saying that, ah, we are Kuala, you, you are young. Because don't let people despise your youth. Because in that youthful stage now, when you are this is the time that you can work for God. This is the time that you can use that graces for the kingdom building. This is the time that the church needs you. And so do all that you can do now before the evil days come. And when the evil days come, you cannot do anything. My father was 70, 76, 77 when he died. He got to a time when I look at him and I said, Papa, he was a local preacher, but he, he got to a time he couldn't preach again. And I asked myself, what is the difference? Because now I can preach. Then I, I was preaching. And any time I preach and I go home, he says, you have done well. Why are you there? But then he couldn't preach. So the difference is, I am now a young man. He's an old man. He cannot preach. He cannot stand for 10 minutes. But you can stand for 10 minutes, right? Don't let anyone despise your youth. It's not an insult. It's not giving you, the Bible is not giving you a tabai to fly. Are we learning something? Don't let anyone despise your youth. If I want to talk about this despise, it will take me the whole day. Take us the whole day because look, when I was 13 years, I started sweeping the chapel. I will move from come to two. Anyone who knows come to two, come to two to come to 12. Come to 12, where my church is, is closer to the motorway. And I will go there first in the morning to go and sweep the chapel before service starts. I go there Monday because Monday prayer warriors. At the 8.13, I was part of prayer warriors. Tuesday, choir practice. Wednesday, Bible studies. Thursday, choir practice. Friday, prayer meeting. Saturday, choir practice. Sunday. Sunday day, church service. Hello. And if you know the distance between come to 2 and come to 5, how many of us know the former Adam FM? All right, you've not been to Kumtitu before. All right, that's okay. One day I'll take you for an education. <laughs> it's a very long distance. And I don't take care. I walk. I go there, sweep the place before service starts. And when we close, I'll pack all the chairs because by then the place is not that enclosed. 
So you pack the chest and put it somewhere. Lock it and you are walking alone. Sometimes you get company of your, your, your colleagues and you walk with them. My father was having a car. So he comes to church Wednesday, Friday and Sunday, right? Because he can't come for car practice. He's not a car star, you know? And so when this man comes to church evening, I will go first, prepare the place. Then he will come with some members. When we close and the car is full, you will make sure that the car is full anyway. And I will be left because he didn't come with me, right? <laughs> now we jump up. Then he will expect me to walk. He will not give me money. He will expect me to walk. And I will walk to the house, yes. Sometimes I will even be in the car and we are walking and you see a member and say, Yuma, Yuma, you know, you have to pick the member. And I will walk. And I enjoy doing what I'm doing. Sometimes even Saturday, Obianka just said, go and do cleaning, but I'm going there to do cleaning. How many of us here will be in your comfort zone and you say, ah, today, I feel like, let me go and sweep the whole church chapel. Even come for cleaning up exercise is a difficult thing. The world has changed you. The world has changed we are no more in the era whereby people grow 90, 100, 200, 120 before they die. As early as 20, 18, 25, 35. No, And so remember your creator. He is telling you that. But remember your creator. Now it is our time. Remember him. Before the evil days come, even when you are 20 years and you had an accident and you cannot walk again, it's your evil day. Because that time you'll be in the seat and you'll be feeling that, ah, my friends are going for party. My friends are going to chill. But I can't walk. I can't do anything. That has become your evil day. And so today that you have the strength, use it. But the kingdom building. Are we learning something? Are we learning something, right? So Christian youth, the role that you must play as a Christian youth, I hear people saying that the church hasn't done this, the church hasn't done that. Who is the church? Who is the church? Jesus told Peter, you are the rock. I'm going to do what? Build my church. In actual fact, Jesus Christ did not tell Peter that I'm going to build. This is a, a building, right? So building the church means that I'm going to use you to win souls for me. Do you understand the scripture? Is it John? Is it John 8 32, right? John 8 32. Somebody should read John 8 32. John 8 32. John 8. John 8, 32. Right. Right, 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 right. I'm coming. Right. 
Matthew, sorry, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Matthew 16, verse 18, sorry. Matthew 16. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Upon this rock, I will do what? Build my church. Because in early stage, Jesus Christ has told Peter that, follow me and I'll make you fishes of men. Not fishes of building, fishes of men. And so, it was right for Jesus Christ to tell Peter that upon you, upon this rock, because the name Peter means rock. Right? Right? Priscilla, are you, are, you, are you surprised that the name Peter is rock? <laughs> the name Peter means rock. And so Jesus Christ was telling Peter that, look, upon this rock, which is your name, I am going to establish the church. I am going to use you, Peter, to build a church. And so the church is you. Because you are in Christ. And Christ is in you. And so who is the church? You are the church. Hello. And so, you being the church, there are so many things that you must come out with. How many of us in a year have we won a soul for God? We always celebrate our birthdays. We are always growing, right? We celebrate our birthday. Next year, somebody will be 30, 30 years. This year, somebody is already 25. And next year, 26. The following year, 27. And the person is growing. But the question is, for the whole year, have you won a soul for Christ? Have you even spoken to somebody about Christ? So who is the church? The church is you. This is just a building. Let me clear that one. This, this one is just a building. This is not a church. This one is just a building. A building whereby saints gathered or saints come in to worship God. Alright? Because we are a church, I am a church, we all come together and we worship God. And so whatever God has placed in you, God expects you being the church, being the rock that he's going to establish his church. God expects you to come out with whatever he has given you so that his church will be built. Not his building. It's not the same Bible that says your body is a holy temple unto God. Or the Bible doesn't talk about it. It says our body is a holy temple. Why is your body a holy temple? Your body that you eat acne and fertility, your body that you eat uh, red, red, and after you've eaten it, it passed through somewhere and it goes. He said it's a holy temple. Hello? Why is it a holy temple? You eat even the dead chicken and he said it's a holy temple. It's a holy temple because Christ has come to stay in it. And wherever Christ is, there's holiness. 
And so Christ doesn't care about the food that you eat. Christ is in you. And Christ is in you the hope of what? And so you share in the glory of God. You share in the glory of God when you do the things of God. You share in the glory of God when you work the work of God. You share in the glory of God and say, Ogumo in Kwemo, I will die with you. You share in the glory of God when you use your gifts and your graces to develop the church. And so you come to church and you have to sing and you sing with all your hearts, all your mind. Because God has endowed you with voice that you can sing. And so you come to the church of God and God has given you a special gift to usher people inside the church. That is your gift. Do it. Use it. Hello. Oh, our time is almost up. Within these three weeks, I just want to charge you up. That you are the church. The church is not, you are not the future leaders of the church. As some of us always say. You are not the future leaders of the church. You are the church now. You are the church now. And so whatever you think or whatever we think that can move the church, this is what we must do. We are more than 10 here. And so if we said the church must grow and every year I am bringing one person. Every year. So in a year we are expecting 10 in addition, right? Give us five years. How many souls will you want? I'll win five. You win five. And so five, 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 five times ten. Fifty. Plus the ten now. How many have you gotten? So why should the church of God die? Why should the ministry of God die? In a year, you just win one. Let your conduct, your speech, Yet your behavior attracts somebody within a year. Let attract somebody to Christ. And so if you are 30 years, 35 years, and you have no one soul for Christ, you are just I don't want to use any word, but you are just it's no, 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 no. Your role as a Christian youth is to develop the church of God. Remember the church of God is not for any tribe, it's not for anybody, but it's for God. And so whatever you are doing, do it with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. Not to please man, but you are doing for God. Do you know how many times that people will come to me and say, and I say, yes, I'm doing for the work. It's, it's, it's my work. This is what I love doing it. Even when I got married, I was doing it. I'll move from Ashiama and come to the church of God very early and I'll clean the place. I don't mind the dress that I take to church that Sunday, but I'll clean the place. And I'll make sure that the place is neat. Even though that time I was a part, I was 
pastor in training. You get it. It is my prayer this morning that God will make us great. It's my prayer that we will use our grace and our gifting to do the things of God. It is my prayer that as Christian youth, we will use that, that gift to develop the church. My prayer for you this morning that God's face will shine upon you. My prayer for you this morning is that you will come out of your weakness and tell God that God use me a woman in kwamun wobetna. It is my prayer that you'll sing this song. Oh woman, minu benante and kwemu minu benante. Ya Yesu ayamami mintu mintiasi mini. Oh, On this song, oh, declaration unto God. I don't know where you are falling short. I don't know where you are you, 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 you have placed your gifting and your graces. I don't know where you are using your role to, to, to develop the church of God. I don't know the kind of role that you are playing for God. Do you think that God has gifted you to sit on the pew and say, ah, 
No, God has given you the gift to do something. I don't know what you are doing for God. I don't know whether you have devoted and dedicated yourself to the things of God or you want somebody to please you. Just open up your mouth. You know your weakness. Ask that God strengthen me. Ask that God as a Christian. As Paul told Timothy, you should not allow anyone to despise our youth. Therefore, I want to use my youthful state. I want to use that gift that you have given unto me to develop your church. And ask God, you told Peter that on this rock you build your church. You build your church and no forces, no powers can take over. Reflect on it and still call something. Are you ready to be used as the rock that God is going to use to build a church? Are you ready to use your gifts to play a major role in the church development? Are you ready to be used for the kingdom way? When Paul saw this, Paul saw Paul says, if I die, I die for you. If I live, I live for you. Whatever I will do for your kingdom's sake, I will die for you. Are you ready as youth of AME Zion Church? Are you ready as youth, Christian youth, to die for the gospel? Are you ready to die for Christ? Remember, Christ came to die for you. Therefore, you must also sacrifice yourself for someone. Are you ready to do that sacrificial work? Are you ready? To sacrifice for Jesus. Father, I want to thank you, I want to bless your holy name this morning for your grace and for the opportunity to hear your word. We pray that may this word inspire us and direct us and keep us. Even as we walk the walk and talk the talk, may your spirit take control of us. We avail ourselves and we pray that, oh God, may the gifts and the graces that you have given unto us, if for any reason some of us have not recognized it, I pray that God, may you reveal our gifts and our graces unto us. That we can use to build your church. Because as you told Peter, you will stand on him because it's a rock to build a church. We have filled ourselves that use us, Lord, to build your church. Use us, Lord, to impact people. Use us, Lord, to draw the world unto you. Use us. Use us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.